Right. I don't know. I watch a lot of those uh, hail corporate type of YouTube videos sometimes where I'll just binge them because I want to know more about what goes into the thought process of these companies and how they advertise for them because that mm-hmm. it fascinates me in a way. So I watched a long one about Taco Bell. And basically, it's just Taco Bell doesn't give a fuck and they'll just try anything. And that's what makes that's what endears them to a certain crowd of uh, mm-hmm. people who enjoy stoners. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say Taco Bell's like my favorite fast food. Right. I was going to say an authentic Mexican yeah? experience. No. But yeah, stoners is probably more accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no, people. Oh, that, we, I think we've talked about this before, but like, what would be your favorite fast food place? My favorite fast food place, man. You know, I, I don't want to say. Welcome to the show, everyone. And welcome to the show, like some mass excellent adventure. Thank you for tuning in. I don't want to say Sonic, but it's close. Sonic is up there for me now. I haven't been to Sonic in forever. Like, yeah. it's been a re- like before the pandemic. That's how oh. long. It's the ritual of it because it used to be so far the away. Stop. There was one location. That was far away from us in the suburbs, uh, South Holland, to be exact. Mm-hmm. And every time I'd go drive out there to visit my mom, it was like, okay, I can go Aww. chill out over here and recharge my battery a little bit, grab a quick bite on the way or something like that. And Sonic <laughs> is always fast. And, of course, sometimes you would have a, you'd have somebody on skates giving you your food. And that's kind of fucking rad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it. <laughs> Okay, I will admit that is a factor as well. Yes. Mine is not right there. I don't have to drive far, but it's kind of like the distance to get to the Sonic mm-hmm. is it, like you kind of ha- probably want to heat like eat it over there kind of thing. Like to get back, <laughs> it's going to be colder, right? You know, right. unless you heat it. So that that kind of situation. However. I have really good memories of Sonic because my grandmother would like take me there after school a lot. Oh, okay. That kind of thing. Nice. And then we would go to like the bookstore or whatever. Like when she was in town, she would like pick me up and then we'd go to like Sonic or Chick-fil-A and then like the bookstore Hmm. and it'd be like, get like a snack and then get a drink. And I'd be like, yeah. And I'd I'd always, my go-to Sonic drink would be, um, Cherry and vanilla in a Coke. Cherry and vanilla combined. Very interesting. It's fucking delicious, man. I yeah. highly, highly recommend it. Now okay. I want that. I'm going to have to get that at some point soon. My my guilty pleasure from Sonic is the cherry slush. I can't go wrong yeah. with that. Yeah. I never get brain freeze. The enti- My entire life, I've been drinking Slurpees, mm-hmm. no problem at all. Icy's, no problem at all. Really? But something How does it about... feel to be God's chosen one? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, but there's, there's a, I have, a, I have a weakness, which is the Sonic mm-hmm. slushy, because I drink it too fast, and it yeah. just goes right to my temple, and yeah, it reminds me, like, look, I'm oh, your that's God the now. only one that gives you a brain freeze. It's the only one. It's the onlyest one. I don't know why, but you know, whatever. I'd like to add something just completely separate, real quick. Sure. You, you told me. And Brad to- Bradley told me that mm-hmm. I am too close to the mic oh. when we record. Okay. And so I have made an effort to keep the mic further away from me. Hmm. And I cannot hear myself properly. And it um. kind of freaks me out. And I think that's why I have the mic closer. So okay. I think I'm going to have to get a little shield for this b- bad boy. Yeah, you got you to gotta get that new equipment, you know? I got to get that condom on there, <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> I wish someone would have called it that during the voice over class and I just finished up. <laughs> because oh, we that's uh that's what I would have called it. You know? We uh I just went through the Lex last. around. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> that would have we would have spent an hour just <laughs> laughing at that. But we just finished up the last yeah. session <laughs> and during that last session Yay. we we kind of had an overview. People were uh going on about the various devices that they have in their repertoire, uh the the sound shielding mm-hmm. that they have at their disposal, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of cool to to compare notes and of course the the instructor uh, gave us a, a nice list of suggestions that we can use. So, yeah, I mean, it was very cool. The whole experience was really great. You know, just to give people a little bit of closure That's on that great. whole thing, because I know I expressed a lot of doubt on last week's episode. I got to tell you, uh, I have never been a great student. I have never been what somebody would call a model student. But I really tried this time. I really Aww. put my foot into it. And... The teacher said some complimentary stuff to me I've never heard from a teacher before. Oh, that's awesome. It made me feel so good and it was so encouraging. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of the people who were in the class with me, they, they took time to say something nice as well. And, you know, they were all sincere. There was a lot of sincerity in the room and it was, it was kind of cool that, that vibe. Um, mm-hmm. and the, this is why it sucked. Uh, oh, no. It is the most dangerous thing in the world for me to hear compliments about what a great job I've done. And I Why? said something similar uh, on Twitter about this, which is the fact that I can get content. I get satisfaction out of doing a good job. And some people don't have that ability. Some people, they're always hungry for the next thing. Some people, it's like they do a okay. good job and it's like, OK, I've had that experience. I'm going to move on. I teeter in the middle of that. But like I said, I've never been given mm-hmm. this great of a review before. Um, I did learn a lot about what makes me a good student. So, in, you know, the next environment I'm in where I need to be a student, I'll, I'll have that knowledge. But yeah. in this particular scenario, this right here is the crux of the most dangerous time. So I have to be very hyper uh, vigilant about not getting in that pocket of laziness. So that's why I put it out there on Twitter. I want to hold myself accountable. I want to keep going with this. I don't want to just go, oh, well, you know, I've got the skills. Now I just got to wait for them to come to me. No, 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 no. Oh, that's not how it works. No. Yeah. It is not how it works. And our instructor went to great lengths to express that to us as well. Like, yes, every now and then in a blue moon somewhere off in the distance, somebody will get discovered off of TikTok or get discovered off of like just something silly they did and get offered a right. job. That is a rarity. You have to put in the work. Yeah. And some very helpful people uh, gave me a lot of resources to look into about my next step websites and, uh, you know, coaching that I can pursue and, you know, just different things about representation, which is still very confusing to me. Um, but I'm in, I'm committed. I'm going to do the work. I appreciate everybody's encouragement. I'm not saying don't ever tell me I did a good job. I'm just telling you the internal struggle <laughs> that has to happen. And I'm sure a lot of people deal with this as well, where it's like, all right, you've done something. It's an accomplishment. And then you're on to the next thing. I want to commit to this. I'm in it to win it or lose it, whatever the case may be. But I'm going to give it yeah. a try. So. 
Yeah, yeah. I I understand that. I <laughs> This is very interesting. This is a fascinating thing because when I get praise, yeah. I don't go, "Oh, I did a good job. I can I can rest now." I go, "I need more of that. Give it to me. I want more <laughs> of that. How do I get more of that? I will do more of the thing." Right. That's how my brain works. So you know, your that what you're talking about right now, that like high of that, that doesn't leave me content. That leaves me wanting more. Mm-hmm. And how do I get more doing more of the thing? Usually. Now, if <laughs> if I get something bad happens, that can really break me down. Like I've talked publicly about on this podcast how my book failed. You know, I wrote a book, I tried to sell it, it did not work, and that kind of broke me, and I really haven't been able to write since. Um, I'd like to think I will eventually whenever that I'm supposed to, I don't know, but you know, that's a thing like, so that, that can discourage me, but not, not a praise moment mm. that, that feeds me. That makes me go, I got to keep doing that thing. Um, I have, you know, I have a good situation at work where I get praised a lot and it just encourages me even more. I am very much a golden retriever. Of a, of a human being, you know, you yeah. say I'm like Tigger sometimes. That's that's very true. I get encouragement and then I'm, I start bouncing around and keep going and I don't stop, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 No. I, and that's that's a great quality to have to keep pushing yourself and be able to, to feed off of that positivity. I've also noticed that in my journey, I tend to feed off of spite, not, Ooh, wonderful. not in a bad way. And, yeah. you know, well, just to clarify, it's not just like, oh, this person has more than I do. I want to do better than them. No, no, no. It's about this person has wronged me or someone I care about. Mm-hmm. I am determined to work my ass off to outpace them so they feel salty. Someone doubted my skills. I have to prove them wrong and show them along the way that my method works, that I can pick up new skills, that I can be taught, and that I was meant to do this, you know? So it's a lot of prove this person wrong. And right now... Oh, I'm, spite can be a beautiful thing. Spite Absolutely. is a beautiful thing. And I've seen a lot of people do a lot of great things with spite, you know? And like I said, not in a negative way. It can be a negative thing, too. But sometimes it can be a positive if thing. If you are spitefully trying to hurt someone, then it's a negative thing. Exactly. If you are merely using it as fuel for your own motivating, like your, your own way to push yourself forward and mm. you're not harming yourself or anyone else in the process, it's fine. Yeah. Let's call you it know? ethical spitefulness. There was a guy yes. at my job who I absolutely hated and he would just say the most offhanded dumb shit to me. It, it gave me so much drive to just continue at what I'm doing and, and continue to do better. And he yeah. wasn't doing it for that reason. He was just being himself. And I knew that. And that's what made it worse. If somebody's being an asshole and they're oblivious to the fact that they're an asshole, part of me is like, well, they don't know what they're doing. I know that's not 100% healthy, but that's me trying to rationalize it, you know? But right. when somebody is just being an asshole to be an asshole, that's when that ethical spitefulness kicks in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can forgive stupid, right? Yeah. But not cruel. Exactly. It's easier to forgive stupid than to forgive cruel. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then sometimes people have both and you go, how are you still alive? Nobody's <laughs> murdered you with a hammer yet. <laughs> really? Okay. Lucky I have it. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's going on in that realm. But overall, um, I just want to thank everybody, including you for encouraging me to, to keep at this. And, you know, I want to make a special Ooh. recognition of this is awkward. What? I was actually rooting for you to fail. Oh. Anyway. Anyway, I also want to thank Dee because she's she's sacrificed uh, to get me to this part as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, I sincerely appreciate that. I really do. And, you know, Dee's the best. Happy belated is. birthday to Dee. Happy D. belated birthday to Dee. Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. So let's do it. Yeah. What's uh, what strikes your fancy? What do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about. Ezra Miller being fucking insane. Let's get straight into it. Our continuing Ezra Miller coverage because this they is They are losing it. This is a trash fire just in progress, y'all. You know, there's so many things that has happened with Ezra over these past few years that have just kind of flown under the, under the radar and suddenly it's all just coming to a head. The Snyder cult is ridiculous. Because there's so many things that they're willing to just gloss over for the greater good. The whole thing with uh, the, the gentleman who played Cyborg, Ray Fisher, mm-hmm. uh, the harassment that he was getting at the hands of Joss Whedon and the studio at large, that was glossed over. Yeah. Somehow they were encouraging him and saying, you know, we need the Snyder Cut so we can see more of him in this movie. Mm-hmm. But at the same time just glossing over the fact that the studio put him in the situation where he was feeling abused and and mistreated in the first place. I don't know how you can kind of segment those two details, but whatever. Uh, To be fair, didn't he have more issues with Joss Whedon? He had issues with Joss Whedon, but he also specifically talked about the production team at Warner Ah, Brothers as well. And that team is still firmly in place. Okay. Uh, Also, Basically, Ben Affleck being driven away, you know, not not by choice, but just tired of playing in this world because of all the different changes. He I don't know if folks remember, but he initially was supposed to write and direct this Batman film. Yeah, he was going to do a trilogy, correct? Yeah, he was on board to star, write, direct. He was in it to win it. And that would have been so fucking good. It oh would my have God. Been. And slowly but surely, it was all just kind of taken away from him, one piece at a time. First, it was he's not going to direct it. Then it's like they passed on his script. And then he just stepped away from the character altogether because Warner Brothers was dragging their feet on figuring out what they wanted to yeah. do next. They just cannot yeah. imagine having more than one project in the works at a time for some reason. So, like, just let them do what they're going to do. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let you them know. go free. That's the best. Best shit comes from that. Right. I it's mean, yeah, you can have a couple rules if you really want a universe set up. Hey, you can't use that character. Whatever. Sure. But for the most part, just let them go. They're creative people. Let them create. You right. Know? Right. Uh, also, the, the very strange absence of uh, Henry Cavill as Superman in any way, shape, or form, when the man himself has said, I cannot wait to be Superman again, all they have to do is let me know, I've got the suit hanging up in my closet, he's obviously still in Superman shape every time we see him. Yeah, and there's kind of this idea that, like, oh, he's he's going to age out of it and everything. I'm like, no, make Superman older. 
he doesn't no have to be thing. 20 every time. There's no such thing as aging out of Superman. That's no. that's what I don't get. Superman has been all ages and all shapes of, of, of health. Yeah. He even played the older, uh, just kind of regular sized man. No, I'm sorry. I'm misremembering that. It was Ben Affleck who played George Reeves in that movie Hollywood Land. Yeah. Yeah. So he did. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so Ezra Miller. Okay. So this is the follow up to the Ezra Miller situation. Mm-hmm. On March 30th, Warner Brothers and DC executives held an emergency and impromptu meeting to discuss Ezra Miller's future with the studio as the Flash's star's recent arrest for disorderly conduct and harass- harassment. Um, according to a knowledgeable source, the consensus in the room was to hit pause on any future projects involving Miller including the possible appearances in the DC extended universe. Mm. The studio has more than a year before it has to make any hard decisions about the potential sequel to the flash. Um, Warner brothers has avoided making any key decision on de- uh, on tent poles ahead of discovery, taking over control of Warner media in a 43 billion mega merger. Um, I forgot about that discovery bought. Warner or whatever. I don't That's know. right. They were going to become yeah. Warner Discovery or something. Yeah, yeah. Warner Media Chief Anne Sarnoff announced on Tuesday that she is exiting the company as AT&T spins off as entertainment division to Discovery. Hmm. Last month, Warner Brothers moved the um, the Andres Mochiletti. I don't know how you Mochetti? Helms installment The Flash, a production fraught with drama, as we know. Yes. From November 22nd of 2022 to June 23rd of 2023. It's so, not going to be better if if they were smart, <laughs> which honestly, they're a movie company. They kind of know what they're doing sometimes. But I tell you what, they should get this thing out as soon as possible. Just get it out. Of right. The right. Because it's not going to get better with this Ezra Miller situation. So one insider said that Ezra Miller had frequent meltdowns during the production of last year on The Flash, while inside the insider stresses that there was no yelling or violent outbursts. They described Miller as, quote, losing it. Ezra would get in their head and say, I don't know what I'm doing. Clearly, they have something. Something is really wrong here. Like there's some sort of. Uh, situation that needs to be handled. Um, and then obviously we remember the police report. Yeah. Miller became agitated with patrons uh, at the Hawaii, uh, the Hawaiian bar where they began singing karaoke. Um, and then he, or they were arrested. Um, they also had a restraining order placed on them by a local couple because the couple claimed that they, um, burst into their bedroom, threatened them, right? Like threatened to kill them. Called uh, the wife a slut. Sorry for the using the uh, language, but apparently also stole the woman's passport and the man's wallet, which included right. their social security cards and everything like that. In case anyone can remember, um, get them out of get them out of all of this. Like I. I <laughs> I don't want them uh, associated with the Flash. I love the Flash. Which Dee brought up a good we point know, you know, after hearing last week's episode. She said, how could somebody let Ezra Miller 
steal all that stuff from them. I mean, homie is just frail and yeah. obviously can't run. We've seen that several times in the movie. So how, how did, how did one Ezra get away <laughs> with stealing all of these items? You know, yeah. uh, I'm sure the yelling did something about it too. You know, the threats obviously, but man, I, 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 I wouldn't be scared of Ezra Miller. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, uh, they're, Something's going on with them. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how you keep going with it, but I guess you can't, they can't refilm the stuff. Like they're in too much, right. you know? Right. Uh, it's, it's too late to go back on this one, which is why, again, just recast them in the next movie and don't even say anything that's about what I'm it. Saying. Do, the pull internet. old school Batman. <laughs> Twitter you know? has a great idea, which we've been saying since day one, then, because Grant Gustin right now, is a fantastic actor. He does cancel a great... the Flash. Yes, please cancel that Integrate show. Integrate the Flash. Um, just you know what they can do. No offense to any of the the other Flash cast members. Just bring Iris and Barry. Let's do that. Maybe even just Barry. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. Well, Candace Patton is, is fine. She's fine. It's just I think. And it, it, this is this is why I'm saying just bring Barry, because I yeah. feel like everybody's tired of being on that show, but they don't want to give up a stable job. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Because <laughs> I kind of get that vibe when I watch it. It's just like they're all kind of done with it now. Like, oh, uh, yeah. All right. We'll come back again. How much? All right. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. They they really should just cancel that and let Grant be the flash on the big screen but i don't know grant might even be done like right. i think he's just going to collect his paycheck like you said and that's it <laughs> uh, but i don't i also at the same time i don't think grant, if they came to grant and they said we want you to be the flash on in you know a dc movie i don't think he'd turn that down i even don't think so either. one movie you know <laughs> i think it's what he like yeah they're just it's... gonna recast someone else right Right, or they're right. going to hope this all blows over and not worry about it, and then they'll try another one if it's successful. It That's can. also a factor. They, this, this, is... might, this movie might fucking flop. Yeah. Oh, it might be a Morbius, yeah. yeah. Look, this is the third thing of note that has happened with Ezra. That yeah. yeah. We haven't even talked about the, the whole threatening a, a, a Ku Klux Klan chapter in North Carolina. <laughs> now that's cool. <laughs> you know, part of me wants to say, yeah, that's fucking rad. But then but I have to look a little bit off for that one. Right. I have to think about like what what was really happening there. Was it blackmail? Was was Ezra trying to to make it seem like they were a good person with this proclamation on social media? That's the other thing too. The, the statement went out on social media. Like they all follow them or, or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think that that I think that Miller can can be simultaneously be a person who would stand up for something that's right in that situation, while also being unstable and an asshole in other situations. Right. Like being really shitty towards women. You know. Yeah. Like, the both of those things can be true. And that's what I think that's what really fucks with people. I know it fucks with me a lot where like a really important stand that someone can take can be taken by a person who's not 
good either, mm-hmm. you know, like a really shitty person, but they can also be right about that thing. There, I think there was like a, I think it was like the onion or reductress or whatever. And it's like, oh, it was like, oh no. Like the headline was like, oh no, the worst person you know just made a great point. And like, that's, <laughs> that's like a thing. So I yeah. think that, you know, with Miller, I think that situation was, Somebody tweeted about a shirt that they saw for sale at a, at a pride parade one year uh-huh. that said, I believe in gay marriage as long as it's not interracial. I was like, whoa, that's <laughs> oh, <no>. God dang. <laughs> oh, my God. Like you, can't, you can't terrible. help but just shake your head. Just oh, OK. All right. If- Okay, if, if if you wear that shirt, if someone wears that shirt, yeah, like legally, I think you're allowed to get punched in the face. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it kind of is a wash. Like, everybody gets one. That's it. Yeah, it, it, exactly. <laughs> everybody gets one situation. Yeah. Lord. So that situation mad. with them. Um, I don't I I don't want anything I don't want anything to do with Ezra Miller. I won't see the Flash in theaters because of this bullshit. I don't want to give I don't I don't know. I don't want to support it. It's unfortunate that people who are uh hot messes really drag down the work of everyone else involved in a project. You know. That's what really sucks. Yeah. You know, Keaton's going to be back as as Batman. Like that's this sucks. Right. We're supposed to be seeing a new Supergirl who is uh Latin American. For the yeah. first time, apparently, um, there were supposed to be many more surprises that God, we don't I forgot even about know that. About. The video of her finding out that she was going to be Supergirl. Oh, that it was, was so cute. Touching. Whenever they do these DC fandom events, they always bring Ezra out to mm-hmm. talk about how great it is to be the Flash and everything. And then news like this happens, and it seems like it's it's yeah just far enough away. From the press releases and the celebrations right. where people have time to forget or try to, you know. It's almost like Miller keeps keeps their nose clean just long enough. Right. Just right. long enough, you know. So, and that's crazy to me. Let's let's keep this fresh in our minds. And next time that flash news comes out, this is not cool. Yeah. And it's, it's not something that we should be supporting. I, 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 I'm, I'm with you. I can't see it in the theater. At I'm this time. really, really curious to see how they handle this moving forward. I know they want it to just die down and go away. Right. Obviously, that's their most ideal situation. But I think they're going to keep I mean, keep having things happen. This is this is two years now. And it's two sound seemingly violent events you know like this seems they're really intense legal issues types events right i know the incident in the bar they tried to chalk it up to some intense fans were were coming at ezra and that was supposed to be the explanation but right but how do you explain the going after the couple right that you can't justify you know right and i won't even dare to but no no we're not justifying any of it but like if we're trying to give you know them some credit and be like maybe this was the situation right you know you still can't explain that other bullshit yeah so that um that brings us to our next story actually yes uh cult leader and sociopath jared leto's morbius uh is not doing great not doing great (laughs) at the theaters wow 
I can't believe all of his underage victims didn't go see his movie. I mean, people were posting videos of themselves sitting down to see the film in completely empty theaters. Just them and no one else. And it's not unheard of. You know, it's it's happened before for some films. It's, it might be anecdotal. But it seems to be the the uh, overarching situation. The uh, The reviews are trash. Nobody seems to like this movie. People have very little to say about it that's positive. Even Kevin Smith was like, yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't mess with this one. If Kevin Smith doesn't like it, I you've know. made a truly shitty film. <laughs> My God. By the way, um, that's we, worse than winning. What is the what is the awards? The Razzies. The Razzies. That's worse than winning a Razzie. Oh yeah, that's sweeping at the next awards show. But yeah, to to go back to Kevin Smith for a second, uh, if you're curious how he feels about the news that we found out about Bruce Willis uh, on on last week's episode oh, yeah. about the illness that he's fighting and he's losing his memory and everything, um, he talks about that a little bit on Fat Man Beyond. More than a little bit, he, he devoted a lot of time to, to kind of working through finding out about the news. And it's it's very heartfelt, very touching. And he brought himself to some closure on how he feels about uh, his working relationship with Bruce Willis. So I think it's it's very um, it's it's interesting to hear. And it was important for him to get that out. So check that out if you're at all curious. Yeah, I am. I'll have to go listen to that. I'm actually going to add that now so that I remember Yeah, yeah. to go listen. I turn on the video version of it while I work just because sometimes they do have sight gags, uh, you know, where they, they put something up on the screen. And it, of course, does not translate well to audio, but they're trying to entertain a bar full of people as well. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you go back to certain episodes, you might even see me in there. So, hey. Yeah, yeah you yeah. were in there. I was, I was. It you was, were. I were. Uh, what was that? <laughs> August 2019 or something? Feels so it long was, ago. It was right before the end times. Right I remember before that. The end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So somewhere in Mark Bernard and Kevin Smith's respective homes, they have a Lex and Matt mug somewhere in there. So, yes. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. So some exciting news. Speaking of that, yeah. uh, Picard not only got renewed for a third season. Uh, now we're in the middle of the second season airing right now. I they had a second seat. How long is? I, it's only been on I, for a couple of weeks. I thought it was only on one season. First I didn't season know there was a two. Yeah, the second season just just started up a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this one, I'm not giving anything away uh, because it was in the trailer. This one involves Q, and that's all I'll say. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So this third season that's going to happen. Uh, is going to bring back the majority of the Next Generation crew. So they've announced LeVar Burton, Michael Dorn, Jonathan Frakes, Gates McFadden, Marina Sirtis, and Brett Spiner will be joining the cast of Star Trek Picard Season 3, along with Patrick Stewart, in case anybody was worried he wasn't going to be in there as well. Uh, they're also yeah. saying that this third season will conclude uh, the Picard saga, which I think is a great idea, because honestly... While watching the second season, I appreciate Patrick Stewart's acting ability. He is fantastic. The story is gripping. Mm-hmm. However, you can tell he's having a little trouble getting around. He's getting on in age. Oh, no. I think it's time for him to relax a little bit 
and not do anything as intense as the acting, uh, you know, the action involved in yeah. Picard. And they want to close that story off so that, God forbid, if something does happen with his health yeah. and he can't finish it, you know, that would be really upsetting. Right, right. And I think it's important to go out on a high note with this, too. You know, it's it's amazing that we even got a show like this to happen. Um, so giving themselves an out, giving themselves scheduled closure, giving us all closure at the same time, it's for the best. And it's going to go out with a bang. We're getting all these people back. Uh, folks online are talking about, what about Will Wheaton? What about Will Wheaton? So for those that don't know, that don't have Paramount Plus or haven't dug into it yet, Will, Wheaton, <laughs> Will Wheaton does a, a Talking Dead-esque type of post show for their Star Trek content. So he's involved. Mm-hmm. However, I don't know if he's just not acting anymore as frequently yeah. or even if he doesn't have a desire. But I, I can't imagine that this season's going to happen without him at least having a cameo where he shows up visiting his mom or something. Gates McFadden uh, played Dr. Crusher on Next Generation. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I have yeah, a feeling he'll show up. Cameo. With yeah. Him. Yeah. Or I'm, even just like show a video within the show of him being on it. You know, mm-hmm. he can do something like that. I'm glad LeVar Burton and Michael Dorn are getting back in there. It's been so long since I've seen them do anything with Trek outside of those ads for that mobile game that pop up all the time. Right. So, yeah, I'm excited to see that. Yeah. That that sounds – I don't watch this show. I'm not going <laughs> to pretend to know what we're talking about. I, I'm happy for fans of the show that, like, this is happening because yes. that's really cool. <laughs> and I know people are very excited. I know a lot of our listeners are probably very excited. I just don't personally. <laughs> yeah, the, the show is full of Easter eggs and, and callbacks and everything like that for, for deep Trekkies. But even on the surface, the story is good enough to come back week after week and enjoy. That's cool. Yeah. So when when you do take that <clears throat> dip into Paramount, it'll be there for you. God, I, I mean, who can afford all of this, though? Exactly. You know? That's why I let stuff expire sometime. For instance, um, I was on Peacock for a month, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I, I was basically there just to watch Bel Air. And yeah, that's it fair. Just so happened now they're the exclusive home to all the WWE pay-per-views and stuff like that. So I was able to catch WrestleMania on there, but it just so happened WrestleMania – and the season finale of Bel Air happened within the same week. So I went <laughs> ahead and just canceled that. Like, I got yeah, nothing to stick sense. around for it. And while I'm waiting for the subscription to run out, I can watch those super fan episodes of The Office and some other stuff, you know, just to <laughs> kind of clear my plate. But, yeah, there's nothing to stick around for out there. Yeah. Um, with Peacock, I, I love, like, having access to all of SNL and stuff like that. Yeah. So and and you you can't buy those, you know, like The Office, you can buy Parks and Rec, you can buy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but you can't do that. Very true. Very true. Um, <laughs> that's the other thing Kevin Smith brought up on his show, like Moonlighting. You can't find that anywhere. Like it's only on DVD. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. You know, there's a lot of random shows like that that are from like especially from like the 80s and early 90s and stuff that you really can't find streaming. Yeah. I told you about my white whale. It's the Drew Carey show. And it's yeah. all because of that music. There was just so much licensed music in there. 
Well, don't don't give up hope completely because Wonder Wonder Years fans were in that situation for a very very long time. There were there were never even VHS releases that we could get copies of, you know, mm-hmm. and like try to burn them onto DVDs sort of situation. It was awful because of the music rights and they figured out the music situation. I think the one they only of all the music they played on that show, I want to say it was less than 10 songs they couldn't acquire. Oh. And most of it was The Doors. So it's like, <laughs> okay, whatever. I would love it if it were the theme song. How would you react if I told you that I can't sing on oh, key? The, they had a cover of that, though, on no. Netflix or something like that. Oh, no. It was so fucking bad. The DVDs have have the Joe Cocker version, but like... Some of that streaming, I don't know if they still have the different intro theme song, yeah. but it was so fucking bad. Like, skip every time. Skip, skip, skip. Gotta skip it, you know? <laughs> Couldn't deal with it. Right. Which sucks, because that's such a big part of the show. It is. That, that intro is gorgeous. You need that to set the tone. It's the theme song. It's what it does. I need to watch the new one, but I just haven't gotten around to it. The new one is great. It's going to, I feel like it's going to stick the landing. This is such a great first outing for this show. Yeah. Um, Ben Savage, not Ben Savage, Fred Savage directs yeah. many of the episodes. Yeah, I know he's very involved with it. Like he's an EP and stuff. Yeah. Director on it. Mm hmm. Don Cheadle is a great narrator. So mm-hmm. he's doing a great job. The, the kid actors are doing a wonderful job as well. Each episode brings something different and I really enjoy it. I, I, sincerely hope that it's got the support it needs to to come back for a few more seasons i i think it has legs honestly yeah and it's also a proper a pre-existing property they're they're more likely to give something like that another year if it's not doing as well as they would hope you know yeah and it's paired up with abbott elementary so abbott elementary is doing great it is doing great you want to talk about a perfect first season I can't believe it's almost over. I'm enjoying it so much. Yeah, I want I want many more seasons of that show. <laughs> I want that show to become The Office, where I'm just like, give me give me season after season. I fucking love it. Yeah, that whole cast is great. I love them. Yeah. yeah. So I like, he was he saw you and he was like, more of this. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready for okay. the first ever oh, no. intentional oh, no. wrestling no. content no. No. on our show? No. <laughs> Matthew, I did not I did not vet these notes enough because I thought I could trust you. <laughs> I thought that you were trustworthy. Look, by you popular have betrayed demand, me. The, I'm not betraying you. I'm telling you the rule is, is that if we have somebody in our Discord who specifically requests content on the show that we have to provide to the best of our ability. And believe me, I have a Who is our Judas then? <laughs> who has done this to me? Who has who amongst you has betrayed me? One of you will betray me. Who was mm, it? Mm, it's the one you least expect. <laughs> it was mixed in somewhere. In the Discord uh this week, y'all, we were doing a roll call of some of our favorite cover songs and we had a lot of great ones in there uh, <laughs> we de- we debated which version of landslide 
was better, yeah. Smashing Pumpkins or The Chicks. And, of course, The Chicks won because it's a yeah. superior version. That yeah. harmony is just... Oh, yeah, so look, good. Not many songs make me want to tear up. But that cover of Landslide, every once in a while... That, just, old, that old song about cocaine. It, <laughs> it gets you. It gets you. <laughs> it's the, it's the, the, the voice is just blending so well together. It's just oh, like... Yeah. It reaches down in your soul and just pulls out something you didn't know was there anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's also about cocaine. Anyway, um, yeah. we want to honor our uh, patron and very good listener. Thank you for requesting this content. We're going to do our best to, to give you what you need here. So this is going to be a challenge for me because what I'm going to attempt to do is only give the relevant information the things that Lex may have some type of relation to. So there's a lot of things that I cannot talk about. <laughs> there are some things that I'm going to do my best to, uh, to, to give some type of middle ground so you can give your comments on, uh, the, uh, okay. the results of this event here. So WrestleMania cool. 38 happened this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. It was called the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time. Of course, this hyperbole is sure. always in play because Vince McMahon is a madman. Yeah. Now, my relation... Speaking of cocaine. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Mr. McMahon is 78 years old. Now, to give you a little bit of backstory, Mr. McMahon is the character that this McMahon plays in his wrestling show. Mr. McMahon is a power-mad uh, leader, boss, who every now and then steps in the ring and handles business to, you know, get things straight. Uh, much like the real life Mr. Mc, uh, Vince McMahon. There's just really no difference there. Anyway, on to the stuff. Let's see here. Going through the match list here. Two nights of wrestling. Something's oh, got to jump out. Oh, we're getting out. match lists? You're okay. Gonna just, you're just going to name things that I don't know what they are? So, Lightning Bolt defeated Captain Underpants. I don't know. <laughs> yes, Captain Underpants reference. I love it. Okay, so here we go. The Miz teamed up with, of all people, Logan Paul. Oh, God, I fucking hate it already. Yeah, to take on Lucha Libre superstar Rey Mysterio and his son Dominic Mysterio. Now, you may not be familiar with Rey Mysterio and Dominic. However, this is historic because they are the first father and son tag team to ever win uh, tag team belts. So they took oh, on cool. The Miz and Logan Paul, who are the bad guys in the match, a.k.a. Heels. Um, unfortunately, Logan Paul won. Logan Paul was allowed to beat Rey Mysterio in a wrestling match. So that happened. The Miz. Why is Logan Paul still mm, ask, in the zeitgeist? I ask myself that every time this motherfucker shows up on my TV. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. The kids love him. I don't. I don't. I don't want to watch this white man continue to fail upwards. Right, right, right. So there are a lot of celebrities that have taken part in wrestling over the past couple of years, especially during the pandemic, because hey, they're bored. They can't tour. They can't do anything. Logan right. Paul was among them. Uh, there's a couple more that I'm going to mention in in the Lex relevant uh, matches that I'm going to bring up here. Um, but one that did surprisingly well was uh, Latin pop sensation Bad Bunny don't know who that is oh well he's a latin pop sensation uh <laughs> grammy winning <laughs> singer 
wasn't gonna leave you there. He um he honestly is one of the hottest uh pop acts today. Um and he did a song about uh wrestler Booker T. Uh this caught on and so they invited him to sing his song during a pay per view and he expressed interest in actually participating and trained his ass off and actually put on a good match. But moving on, we're focusing on WrestleMania tonight before I lose you completely. Charlotte Flair. No, you've already lost me, but, you know, I guess keep going. (laughs) Jesus. Charlotte Flair, daughter of the legendary and problematic Ric Flair. Anything? No? Yes, I know who Ric Flair is. Okay. But anyway, continue. She defeated... She defeated uh, transphobic Ronda Rousey by pinfall for the Ah. SmackDown Women's Championship. So good-ish prevailed over evil during this match. So huzzah. Um, In what honestly, and I say this without irony in any way whatsoever, and what may have been the most entertaining (laughs) match of the entire event, Johnny Knoxville of Jackass defeated Sami Zayn by pinfall. Okay. Johnny well, Knoxville decided to go Andy Kaufman with all of this, and uh, he pulled it off. He did a great job. There were a lot of, like, jackass gadgets during this match. There was at one point, uh, his opponent was trying to run away. He got smacked by the giant hand that was just off camera. Oh, yeah, the giant um, hand. Wee Man was there, and Wee Man actually performed <laughs> a suplex on Sami Zayn, which was amazing. Uh, Party Boy was under the ring for some odd reason. But he came up with a giant mousetrap that Johnny Knoxville then used to pin Sami Zayn in a very Looney Tunes manner and uh, won the match. Yeah. That's it. I'm trying to see. Is anything else (laughs) relevant here for you? No, that is all that I have. I could talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin coming out of retirement for one night only after 19 years of not wrestling, but I'm not going to do that because you don't. He was actually like a big deal when I was a kid, so I know who he is. Okay. Stone Cold Steve Austin came out of retirement after 19 years to fight Kevin Owens and premiere his brand new beer, the Broken Skull IPA. You could, could, oh God, you could, you could say his career has been on ice. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. That's my contribution, folks. You know, you've done great. Thank you so much for your color commentary. Yes. He did a great job too. He was an incredible shape for a man. I'm sorry. He he was, he was trying to promote beer. He was promoting, and I'm wrong. He's had the Broken Skull IPA. He has a Broken Skull lager now. So his shtick. Uh, for somehow those that don't know is he wrestles and he drinks beer when he wrestles. So he has a guy again, just off screen that throws him cans of beer whenever he does like the little drinky uh, Mm -hmm. thing with his hand and he catches it every single time. He's amazing. He should have been in the MLB. Holy shit. He, he looks really good. Yeah, dude really put in the work, but I think it, it's attributed to the fact that a lot of these guys, they don't stop. But Stone Cold was smart enough to take a break, (laughs) work on some other acting projects, his podcast, that sort of thing, and then come back and have the big money match. So we got to see him again. Um, Yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much it. Do you know anything about uh, former NFL player Pat McAfee? No. Okay, then we're not going there. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) that has been our wrestling recap. Thank you for listening. Back to our show as scheduled. Okay.
Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. On the complete other side of the spectrum, um, we talked about this a little bit off the air, but I got a chance to watch your uh, Carmichael's new special on HBO. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. Um, for those unfamiliar with Gerard Carmichael's comedy, it's very honest and very personal. And it's always been that way. But this one in particular is extremely personal. There, there was a, a special that I talked about a few episodes ago starring Aziz Ansari Mm -hmm. that I critiqued for seeming like he, he just walked in off the street and just started trying some stuff out, you know? Right. Um, this special also felt like that, but it actually worked to the credit of the special itself. Because again, yeah. it's a very serious topic. Uh, it's already been in all the, uh, all the news outlets and everything like that. Uh, during this special, Gerard Carmichael came out as gay and yeah. he explained the difficult path that he had with his family and coming to that realization himself. And it, It'll it'll make you cry, and I can't. It's weird to recommend a comedy special saying it's gonna make you feel that emotional, but it's it's so rare that we get to hear somebody speak so so honestly about what they've been going through, and about his uh, admittance of using comedy to kind of break through that that pain and anguish. Yeah. So I recommend it. You got to be in the right frame of mind to watch it. Obviously, you don't want right. to go into it down. Going to it with an open mind, though, um, you know, another yeah. thing that I've critiqued about these stand-up specials, too, is you'll be watching it, and it'll say directed by, and it's some big-time director, and you're like, what did they do? Yeah, this one's this one's Bo Burnham. This one's Bo Burnham, and yeah. it, that that vibe is felt absolutely in the intro and just the, the framing and everything. So yeah. shout-out to Bo Burnham. He, he did this special that was released this weekend, um, and then we found out that he won a Grammy as well he did but not for album that went to louis ck which is fucking stupid that and i stand by that incredibly stupid so nobody i do you know anyone who watched that fucking special i mean honestly people in my circle would not watch that special that's, anyway that's fair you yeah, know fair. Um, but somebody had to somebody in the academy at least or, you know not academy what, what is it that the grammy association i don't know I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, but the music peoples, the music peoples, the audio peoples. Uh, but Bo Burnham, you know, we've been saying forever that he deserves some recognition for his work for uh, Inside. He got that. Uh, Gerard Carmichael uh, not only had the special debut, but he also hosted SNL, did a great job. And uh, yeah, I, I was saying to D, I want him to be more popular <laughs> because every time I see something of his it always just reaches me in a in a very specific way he's an amazing talent well well hosting snl i think is is going to elevate him a lot you know yeah yeah more people are going to watch this special because of that right i was so disappointed that nobody seemingly watched his show the carmichael show when it was on the air i did i enjoyed it yeah i did too and i was reminded that you know another stand-up uh who we really enjoy <laughs> also had a had a sitcom that didn't go anywhere and then had a Mulaney. exactly yeah had a complete career resurgence after that nobody remembers that show that Mulaney. yeah that show was highly criticized because it looked just like seinfeld and he sounds just like seinfeld in a lot yeah. of ways so yeah 
they they clearly yeah. wanted to. It looked terrible. I never watched an episode of Mulaney, but it yeah. looked really bad. Yeah. So, yeah, I highly recommend the Gerard Carmichael special. I love when HBO puts out stand up. I don't know why they tend to bury it on HBO Max so well. Um, but yeah, I oh, know. it's the worst designed app. It has probably the best catalog of any app out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Hulu being, I think, the closest competitor. Um, for like how much shit they have on there, but the HBO app is the worst app. You wouldn't know it. I mean, Hulu's close though, because Hulu was like Hulu, Hulu does it too. Yeah, they all do it. Let me tell you but something. And this is HBO's stuff. Worst, I think. I mean to tell you this too. Every time I go to Hulu, yeah. it acts like I'm brand new. It forgets who I am. Oh yeah. Every... I get I I get emails every time. <laughs> really? Oh my god. Every time. <laughs> every time I'm I get so email. sorry. It's okay. It's fine. Sometimes it's like twice a day. Oh, I, that's fine. Oh, I don't dude. have to do. I don't have to do anything. I <laughs> okay. just see it and I'm like, oh, that was Matt. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, it doesn't bother me. I don't care. Okay, good. I'm just I don't like... get like push notifications. I just go check my email later in the day and I'm like, oh, Matt, <laughs> Matt logged in like three times. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I get it. You like my name is Earl. Jeez. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't care. It makes no difference to me. Yeah, but I swear to God, every time I go in there, it acts like I'm brand new. That's it, really weird. I wonder if it's your Xbox because it be. like it always yeah. says it's the Xbox. Like uh, I'm, I wonder if you might want to try it on your PlayStation or something. I have tried once on the PlayStation, but I haven't gone back on there, so I should mm, check that again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even after That's I get annoying, in there, though. it's like, oh, you were watching things. Are you sure? <laughs> no, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> And then when I find the show I was watching, it's like, oh, yeah, you were on episode 50. Like, how did – why didn't you just show me – okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, their app is is not great either. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. But I still stand by I think HBO Max is the worst one mm. <laughs> of the bunch. Yeah, you can't even fast forward and rewind correctly on HBO Max. No, and that's that's where I'm like, you fucking lose me. That, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Right. You try to watch a show just to give it a chance, and I know I've mentioned this before, but I swear it just – it sticks there forever on your continue watching. Yeah. It's like it's like you get the herpes or something. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, Scooby-Doo? You, you like Scooby-Doo, huh? Well, you, guess what? It's there forever. You're going to watch yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Solve the fucking mystery. <laughs> Finish the fight. <laughs> or stick with it forever. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of uh, Seinfeld, we lost Estelle Harris this past week. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. She was, um, she was old. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she was. I'm sorry. <laughs> she was 93 years old. Um, In of the course, sense, like, oh, she lived a long life. That's she good. She lived a very long life and had an excellent career. Uh, she's been on, of course, Seinfeld. She was Mrs. Potato Head in the Toy Story movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was on The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. And, yeah, I mean, she's been a little bit of everything. So, yeah. Yeah. One of those actresses that's like did a little bit of everything. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. a so, long life. Yeah. But still, rest in peace. Yeah. She was in Ponyo, too. That's sad. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Rest in peace, Estelle. Yeah. So a lot of stuff going on this week. We had a little. Little little bit of bits going on there. Yeah, little, little quick hits. I just saw this first one that you got here. That was just announced right before the show started, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Rockstar and Remedy are teaming up, and they've announced that the uh, the way I spelled it, Max Payne 
uh, <laughs> series. Max Payne 1 and 2 are getting HD remakes, uh, and that's in the works as we speak. I now, remember enjoying those games, so that would be fun to replay. Yeah, the Max Payne games were a big deal back in the mm-hmm. day. Uh, you know, the, the replayability was there. Uh, people really really dug those games. It was up there with the Duke Nukems and all that. And mm-hmm. of course, Grand Theft Auto. Um, now this remake, I know when you hear Rockstar and remake in the same press release, it gives you a little bit of, a uh, little bit of acid reflux there thinking about those, uh, GTA definitive collection. Yeah. Remakes. This is not being handled by Orange Grove games. So don't worry about that. This is being handled directly by Remedy, the people who just made the amazing Alan Wake HD remake. So, yeah, yes, that's going to be. Yeah, that's good that it's with a trusted because it is it is a franchise that's also been lost. And that's really rare in games, right? Because they made, what, three of those? Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, I, I yeah. think it's just the bandwidth. You know, um, Remedy has gone the way of trying uh, to do some inventive uh, games. They've, they've been publishing some inventive games lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Wake, of course, I mentioned. Quantum Break, I believe, was the other one. And then uh, yeah. Control. The Control yeah. is fucking amazing. Yeah, I still haven't played it. I enjoyed Quantum Quantum Break, though. Yeah. I thought that was fun. Yeah, I like it, too. I just, I've never finished it. It just, somewhere in there, it's just like, wow, this is too Yeah, deep. it got lost in the shuffle of a lot of other bigger games. I, mm-hmm. I can feel that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Severance, a show that I was lauding on the on yeah. our show a couple episodes ago, has been renewed for a second season at Apple TV+. Plus. Now, this is unique because usually we don't hear about these type of renewals, especially while the season is ongoing, except for something like a Ted Lasso, you know? Mm-hmm. So there must be a lot of eyes on this show, and I'm glad because yeah. I really enjoy it. It's so good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, the last bit that I have here, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. It's fun. I played it today. Uh, I don't have enough into it yet to give you a full review, but I got to tell you, the improvements that have been made in this Star Wars release since the last one are substantial. And I I haven't really played a lot of Lego games. I have to admit that. Okay. Well, they have a certain rhythm to them. You know, you got to collect yeah. little pips and then you got to, yeah. you know, run around and swap between two characters and they mumble to each other instead of saying actual lines and stuff like that. Well, there has been some great advancements in the world of Lego games since then. Uh, for instance, they don't mumble anymore, but there is an option within the menu that if you want them to go back to their mumbling ways, you can do that. Uh, there was a lot of pantomime in the first ones to kind of communicate the story. And it was adorable. It was cute. It was mm-hmm. endearing. Uh, but they've moved past that. So this is them kind of embracing their roots once again. Um, you know, it is the uh, the two-player co-op, jump in, jump out type of gameplay that you've yeah. come to know and love. Um, they move faster. You have you have full control of the camera now in this game as well. So like I said, a lot of quality of life improvements have been made. And uh, you, you feel it right away. The only downside is you have to play as Jar Jar in the first couple levels. <laughs> and it's unavoidable. So, <laughs> so I think I'd be interested in that game, but like yeah. I would not pay full price for that game. That's like a down the line when it's cheap for kind sure. of game for me. You know? they, they realize that too, which is why for the deluxe edition, it costs like forty nine ninety nine. The regular yeah. edition is only 40 Yeah. So they, That's good. they know it's you know kind of a, a limited appeal. 
Um, and honestly, it's kind of good to get these type of discount games to build out the library a little bit, you know? Oh yeah. No, no, no. I totally get that. Yeah. Especially yeah. you got like, you got on the PS5, right? So, right, right. you know, you want some games on there. I get it. The deluxe edition comes with an exclusive minifig <laughs> that you can only get with the game mm-hmm. that features, um, a young Luke Skywalker drinking blue milk with a blue milk mustache. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which you bought, I'm Which assuming. I bought. Yeah, yeah. The slipcase is, is the best part. The slipcase for the game. Because the, the, the cover of the deluxe edition features mm-hmm. uh, Darth Vader. And when you remove the slipcase, his helmet is on the actual film, so it exposes his head when you lift it up. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you posted a video of that in our Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, and that made me laugh earlier today. Yeah, yeah. So they, they get it. Traveler's Tales is always great about their presentation, um, the bonuses they give you. Oh, something else I should mention about it. So this game was substantially delayed. Uh, mm-hmm. I think like by a year, maybe. So Yeah, I think I remember hearing about that. Around the time it was supposed to come out, they were releasing Lego sets, of course, in the Star Wars universe, which they always do. That's not really big news. But in these building manuals, they were offering codes for you to actually access downloadable content within the game. So those codes still work, but those Lego sets have been discontinued. So um, what they're doing now is they're just putting those codes out on Twitter oh okay use if you want so that's really cool they should do that that makes sense and it's always you know accessing different characters like i think for the uh they always have the um what is it called the little calendar that you open up like one box a day um oh advent advent calendar yes so they had an advent calendar and in that they had a code where you could unlock darth vader with a christmas sweater on ugly christmas sweater (laughs) that's great yeah so you can get that now if you want I mean, that's what I would want, there you know, you in that situation. Yeah, yeah. My only my only complaint about the game, in episode one, you're playing as Qui-Gon Jinn. He's smiling. That ain't right. <laughs> when have you ever seen Qui-Gon Jinn? Yeah, it should be it should be a a dark and 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 fucked up look in his eyes, you know. Right. Qui-Gon, let alone Liam Neeson. It's a little bit of hope. <laughs> because he met Anakin, you know? Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a wee bit of hope. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I highly, highly approve of this game. The detail is ridiculous. You can even see the, the plastic seam in the back of their helmet hair, you know, if you zoom in really close. It's crazy. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's enough about Lego Star Wars. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I was like, for Yeah, um, I, like I said, I'd be interested in playing it. <laughs> um... It's one of those things like if my if my brother and his family lived closer, I, I feel like I would love playing that with my nephew and stuff. But like, you know, we're we're not uh, we don't live close, and I don't I doubt they have online gaming, right? Yeah, and that's like, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to check I'm it sure out. Sure, it's couch co-op if anything. Right, 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 right. So there's that. There is that. That's all we've got for this week, folks. Thank you so much for listening. We really yeah. enjoy doing this podcast for you. That's why we appreciate your reviews on the iTunes. We appreciate your your downloading and listening to the show wherever you may be doing that. We mm-hmm. appreciate the patronage over on Patreon, and we hope you appreciate all the wonderful things that we do over there for you as well. Yes, we love you all. We appreciate you all. 
We appreciate our patrons a little bit more. Well, I mean. Because we do play favorites in this family. That's true. You know? that's, so that's if why you want to be a favorite, subscribe. <laughs> that's why we got a wrestling recap on this episode. For the first time ever, tell your friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. I was betrayed. You were. <laughs> Just so. news. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, yes. thank you for listening. I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> Bye. What was that, man? What I don't know. That? It's like old Greg. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> Drink Bailey's from a shoe. <laughs> I've got all things nice. <laughs> <laughs>